Hello, this is Dr. Carla Johnston. I want to welcome you personally and thank you for joining me today. In this podcast, we'll be exploring information, ideas, and strategies to identify our unique and individual approach to living a nourished life. I'll be discussing topics that enhance our mind, body, and spirit. So let's have a bigger conversation, one that expands and brings more joy, happiness, and a sense of well-being. I'm delighted that you're here. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the new podcast episode, Language and Nourishment. What are you saying to yourself? We're going to go beyond just the language of replacing the word bad with the word good. And we're also going to incorporate the good, better, best. There's always a good, better, best option. I'm going to frame this episode with what I call the ABCs of nourishment. Always be curious. So this isn't about blaming ourselves or judging ourselves. This is about discovering what it is we're saying if we're not getting the results that we want to get, especially when we want to incorporate new health behaviors. What we say to ourselves matter. Now, I find myself really making an effort to replace in my own language should with could. So I should move more already implies that I'm not doing well. I could move more means that I'm making that plan. So it just feels different to say that I could do something instead of should. And the other that I work on languaging on is need versus want. I know I need to eat better, or I want to eat better, or I want to learn how to eat foods that are healthier for me. It just shifts the way from I'm already wrong, I'm already doing something that's not working, to one of possibility. And there are a couple other words in the language that can be obvious when we talk about ABCs, always be curious. And the first word that comes up that many of us can use, and spoiler alert, I'm not perfect, and I find myself doing this as well, and that's the word but. So I know I should do whatever it is, but, and then we have the excuse there. Instead of I know I could really move more, and the challenge is time. And so I'm removing the excuse, I'm acknowledging it, and then I can move it forward. Another word, try. Well, I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to do my best to try and move next week. I'm going to do my best to get to bed earlier so I can get good sleep. For me, try is future. And it's a 50-50. It's a crapshoot whether it's going to get done or not. I'll try. Instead, we could say, my plan is to, my plan is to work on sleep. And by doing that, it allows me to put a plan in place. And another word that I want us to take a look at, at least for this episode, is perfect. When we do something that's new to us or we change a particular behavior, we may have in our head that it's going to be a certain way. It's going to be this perfect way. Everything's going to come together as I envision in my head, and if it doesn't, I'm going to stay stuck there. 
And again, I'm going to use myself as an example for this. So when I said to myself out loud that I'm going to start a podcast, I immediately had fear through my entire body because the IT piece of it seemed overwhelming. The equipment piece seemed overwhelming. Writing scripts and outlines and research seemed overwhelming. And yet it was what I wanted to do. So I fall back on methods that have worked for me in the past, and that's the POEM method and what the way I've learned through my business career. And POEM simply stands for plan, organize, execute, and then measure. The PO system's been out there a while. I just add the M because I want to measure it. So I'm going to use a real world example. So if someone says to me, I know I need to move more. I know I need to do that. And of course, the eye rolls there and the sigh is there. So immediately we know how excited is this person about moving more. So we can shift that language to be, I really want to learn how to move more. I want to feel better. I'm spending more time at my desk than what I have in the past, or I don't have a commute any longer and I'm finding that I'm not moving as often. And that's something that I want to do. Sounds a little different than I know I need to do that, right? And so if we do the poem method, here's what that might look like. So what is my plan? Well, I could create time each morning or afternoon to take 10 or 15 minutes and do something that would get me moving, a particular trail. And I'm also going to accommodate that so that if the weather's not holding up, I'm going to do something at home. So if I have some weights or a treadmill or stairs or just walking in place, that's what I'm going to do for those 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'm going to organize that. So if I'm a morning person, I may want to put that in the morning. If I'm an evening person, I'm going to do it there at lunchtime, whatever to be really realistic with yourself on when you can make that happen. Okay, so I'm a morning person. I'm going to get up and before nine o'clock every morning, 10 minutes, I'm going to have some physical movement. And I'm going to organize myself. It's going to be in my calendar. It's my appointment with myself, just like my doctor's appointment, just like going to work and being on time. This is something that I'm going to do for myself. And whether I have an alarm on my phone or some way to remind myself or I make myself a note where I'm going to buddy up with somebody and we're going to check in with each other that we've done it. That's how I'm going to organize to do this. And then how am I going to execute this? So the next morning, no matter what, before 9 a.m., I'm going to get that 10 minutes in. And then you measure it. After a week of doing that, did you notice that you are finding you have a new routine? Or do you feel better? Do you feel less stressed and have a bit more energy? Did you find that you worked out more than that 10 minutes and it extended to 15 minutes? Or was that 10 minutes you were looking at your watch at eight minutes and nine minutes and waiting for the 10 minute mark? Did you discover that maybe the activity that you planned wasn't the one that made you want to do it more? And there's another activity that you want to investigate. That could be too. So it seems like a lot of work. It can be done very quickly. And through this method and through having these frank conversations with ourselves and framing it in a way that moves us towards possibility, it makes you able to move forward and be successful. Now, my suggestion is not to start with a goal that already you're rolling your eyes. Even if it's something that you don't initially want to do, because that's usually us, we're human beings, when we're going to try something new immediately, we're not thrilled with it. And there should be some piece of it that's 
exciting to you or that you're being called to do. Now, some of the things that are going to get in our way, life happens in all of our lives. So things come up and they can shift it around. Remember, I talked about being perfect. So I may have a plan to do that. And I had a meeting that came up or I'm just really not feeling well. And so I need to take care of that. And so my new plan is today, I'm not going to be able to get those 10 minutes in. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do 20 minutes. If we continue to find challenges, then we go back to the languaging of ourselves and say, what is it that I do want? If I keep saying I don't have time for, I don't have time to do this 10-minute walk, you might want to press yourself and say, is that really true? Was that 10 minutes really not there for you? And it may be the answer is yes. On that day, that's true. In an entire week, was it true? That would be something that you could ask yourself. Because we make time for the things that we want to do. So I had someone who is incredibly busy with small children, taking care of their grandchildren, and very, very, very busy. Recently retired, really enjoying everything, just really busy. And we had a conversation about how they were really getting frustrated that they didn't have time to read. That was their passion. They really enjoyed reading. And with taking care of grandchildren during the day, there was just no time to do reading and and there was exhaustion at the end of the day. And I know I need to figure this out and I don't have time. And, And so we really sat down and figured out how do we go through those challenges? How do we find a way to go through that rather than to keep saying, oh, I wish I could and I don't have time for And so this person really sat down and thought, okay, what am I willing to make time for? And so instead of watching television at the end of the day, I'm going to put a little movie in for the little ones and I'm going to sit over in my chair and read, or I'm going to go into my bedroom 30 minutes earlier than I normally would so that it can have quiet time and can read my book. And as it turned out, none of those things worked and there was a completely new plan. And that's the beauty of it, is the plan changes as you talk with yourself about what it is you want versus what you're saying to yourself. What it is we want to do tends to get done. What we need to do is not always so easy to incorporate. We're just human beings. And if you're a person who uses the phrase, this is just so hard, or this is taking forever, or I'm just really not good at this. I would encourage you to shift that language. You may be a beginner at learning how to do a particular behavior, project, activity. We wouldn't berate someone who's learning for the first time, and yet sometimes we can do that to ourselves. I'm a beginner at learning how to move. So you're not convincing someone else of this. You're saying this to yourself. And I keep saying that I want to do this, and yet every day I'm not moving forward with it. What is it that I really want? Can I push through this comfort zone? Can I change my plan to accommodate this? We'll go back to that ABCs, always be curious. So we're curious about our results rather than blaming or judging the results. Frankly, I don't find that helpful. 
I know I want to feel better and I keep eating this junk food. Hmm. I do want to feel better. What in my plan could I put in place that could replace some of this junk food that I'm eating? What do I replace it with that would bring me as much joy? Because I know I'm going to feel better at the other end of that. So today I'm going to choose to have a nice hot cup of tea first before I grab for the chips. Or tomorrow when I go to the grocery or the market, I'm not going to purchase those items. I'm not even going to go down that aisle. I'm going to eat one piece of fruit every day. So the changes, the behaviors, the additions, the activities can start small. So are you curious when you're talking with yourself? Or are you negative? Or are you already judging that you haven't done well? I know I'm not good at this. I'm not practiced at this and I'm going to do the best I can. And when you make your plan, are you excited? Are you rolling your eyes going, oh, I know I need to do this. I know I really want to feel better. And I know moving more will get me there. So here's my plan and here's how I'm going to go about doing that. Turns out the walking, really enjoyed it and I'm going to do more of it. And maybe there's another activity that I can put into that. And now that I've walked and I feel a little better, I decided I'm going to take up a hobby that's going to allow me to enjoy more of this activity. So again, it's about being curious. What's working? What isn't working? What are you saying to yourself moving forward? And then the other piece of this whole always be curious is to focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. So I don't want to have to buy a bigger size dress. I don't want to feel lousy anymore. What is it that you do want? I want to feel better. And so that's how we move ourselves forward. Those are the pieces that become part of our plan. And after a while, you'll notice or catch yourself. And I've done that a couple of times. I'll have a conversation with somebody and say, you know, I know I should really get that done tomorrow. And for those that are around me, we do help one another. And sometimes we'll laugh and I'll say, oh, I mean, you know what? I could get that done tomorrow. Or it's in my plan to get that done tomorrow. Or my deadline is tomorrow. Because that can happen, right? It's not always in our time. And so it's in my plan to get that done. And it may push something else aside. That's how we become flexible. The beautiful piece of this is that it's all yours. You get to decide what works for you. You get to decide how you're going to shift these behaviors. And you are the person who's going to be moving out of that comfort zone. And from experience, it doesn't always feel like you're moving forward in the beginning. As I mentioned about the podcast, it took me a little while and I'm still getting to a place where I can feel comfortable. And I just keep telling myself, keep moving forward. Keep doing those things that are moving you in the direction of where you want to be. What's on your plan? Are you executing your plan? And if you're not, where do you need to make the shifts rather than I tried it and it didn't work? Because it may be the case. I've tried many different things. I played tennis for a while and really, really enjoyed it until I realized that my knee really was giving me trouble. 
And so I had to shift my activity there. So again, we're always balancing, but it wasn't about, well, I'm just not in shape anymore. Well, right now my knee's not allowing me to play tennis. That's the gist of it. And there are plenty other activities that I can do to incorporate my goals, my health goals. And the health goals are way extended beyond food in the kitchen and eating and movement. Those are just a couple of examples that I hear quite often with where we are in the world today of being sedentary or overly stressed, not having enough time. I see self-care fitting in nicely here. For me personally, self-care goes beyond a spa day. If reading brings you joy, then that is self-care. And so where can we make time for that? Are you willing to shift your schedule around to accommodate it? It can feel like there are not enough hours in the day. And frankly, when we get sick, all of those important things that we had and all of those deadlines and all that incredible work that we had when we're sick and we can't get out of bed, they get done. It gets shifted. Now, I'm not suggesting that you always put everything aside because it's something you want to do. There's certainly a balance. And yet for many of us, the balance is figuring out what it is that I need to do, I'm obligated to do, I'm required to do, and balancing that with what it is that I want to do. So if you want to feel better, what part of your life can you add something to so that you can feel better? And what's your plan? And how are you saying that to yourself as you're moving forward? Are you rolling your eyes? Are you excited? Is there a little spark of anticipation, even though you're nervous? Because it's a both end. You can be nervous and move forward. You can be nervous and have butterflies in your stomach and continue on. You cannot continue to say negative things to yourself and want to see positive results on the other side. That's incongruent. If I continuously say I'm bad at something, what do you think the chances are? If I'm talking to you and I'm saying I'm really bad at this and I'm really bad at that, what would your optimistic view of me being able to accomplish that would be? I'm not practiced at that. I'm going to do it. My plan is to do it. And I'm going to push through that comfort zone. And I may not share that with anyone else. It's a lot of this is in our own internal dialogue. And so I encourage you as you're making your plan to incorporate those things in your life that you want to bring or those areas in your life where you want to make some changes or some shifts. Personally, I like the smaller shifts when we're able to, and sometimes they're big shifts. For example, like I said, starting a podcast, that was not a small thing. I broke it into smaller pieces so that I could move forward. And that's how I like to do things. And so what are you saying to yourself? Are you staying in the ABCs? Are you always going to be curious rather than berate yourself that you didn't do it? Or remind yourself how many times you did it before and it didn't work out? Or remind yourself that that was a goal. You had a goal of losing weight and now your weight has increased again and now you're starting over. Are you concentrating on what happened before? Or can you start with brand new eyes? Can you make a new plan? So be kind to yourself. Stay curious. 
Stay optimistic. Change your coulds to shoulds. A perfect example of a mistake. Change your shoulds to coulds. And laugh at yourself if you make a mistake. It's a mistake. It isn't perfect. I don't know what perfect is. You do the best you can and you celebrate in that. So going forward, notice what you're saying to yourself. Listen to the language you're using. Create a space that allows you possibility. Use the POEM method if it works for you. Plan it, organize it, execute it, and then measure it and go back and see what you need to change. And with that, I hope you have a terrific day. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite app store, or you can sign up through my website, drcarlajohnston.com. I hope you're leaving with some great ideas and information that will bring happiness and a sense of well-being into your life. Music for this podcast has been provided by the Petrichor and their beautiful song, Always Searching. Have a fantastic day. Until next time. Mm-hmm.